Welcome to the AR-15 Podcast. AR-15 Podcast. This is the podcast about your favorite black rifle. This show is for you if you're building your first AR or you've been building ARs for years. There is something we can all do to take our black rifle to the next level. Welcome to another episode of the AR-15 Podcast. Tonight we're going to be going through episode number 193 as we discuss our holiday gift buying guide for the AR enthusiast. So sit down, listen up. Here's an opportunity for you to learn what your AR-15 nut is going to want for Christmas. JD, why don't you tell us a little bit about how our listeners can support the show this week? Well, for your AR-15 nut, uh, if you'd like to support the show, um, there's several ways you can get involved. Um, individuals, just a, a couple dollars an episode make a difference into what we're trying to do here. Uh, upgrade some equipment, reach out, do some uh, new things with the show and um, pretty promising things. If you want to advertise with the show too, if you're a company, uh, we have opportunities for you two to get involved. Um, I, honestly, to, to see where it's going to go and how it's going to take care of itself is uh, pretty exciting right now. We've got some interesting opportunities on the horizon. But if uh, you appreciate uh, the information, the interviews, the things that are going on, you can help out the show just a couple bucks an episode or maybe the battle box level. Uh, there's a whole bunch of different ways you can get involved. Go to firearmsradio.tv, click on pledge, and then go to the AR15 podcast part of that. All the support helps pay for the show, uh, take care of the bills, and then the extra is stuff we're going to use for new equipment, giveaways, uh, maybe experiences. Man, it would be great to have like an AR-15 hog hunt down in Texas and, uh, you know, we all meet at Reed's house because he'd be so hospitable and open up to everybody. And we know and you're then we all invited. <laughs> we could go hunt hogs or something, but those are, that's just us dreaming, seeing, um, what everything's going, how everything's going for the AR-15. You know, we, um, now we can take a deep breath after the election has passed and it's, uh, going to be four years of, uh, some interesting good times. So uh, we're looking forward to what's going to happen in the industry specifically with the AR-15. So go to firearmsradio.tv, click on pledge, click on the AR-15 podcast. You can get involved there too. Also, if you want to advertise with the show, um, you can shoot me an email, jd.ar15podcast at gmail.com. That's jd.ar15podcast at gmail.com. Now switching gears to one of those show sponsors that has been helping us out throughout the year, RTT Firearms out of Lake Havasu City, Arizona. Um, they are offering up the American Flag Builder Set. Uh, that includes the upper, the lower, and the rail that they have done a, an amazing Cerakote job with. You can check that out by going to firearmsradio.tv, click on the AR-15 podcast, the sign-up's right there. It shows you a picture of it. Um, y'all are funny. The ones that include the answer to the question, lowers is what I collect, and the other funny things, that you're going to get double points. I may give you double entries for that, but if you're going to say I collect, what was it, Troll Dolls, Barbies, uh, things like that, you know, I do have a Barbie collection, but that's because I have three girls. Um, so the correct answer is lowers, uh, visit RTT firearms at RTT firearms.com and make sure you stop by their, um, social media stuff on Facebook and say, Hey, thanks for sponsoring the AR-15. They're also going to give away a rifle, uh, in December through the podcast. And, um, I believe we're going to do some Trump lowers. Uh, as we get closer to the inauguration day. So they're, they're really hooking you guys up. 
uh, make sure you stop by and say hi. It's rttfirearms.com. Well, before we jump into our main topic tonight, I want to uh, remind you guys that we are extending our thanks to JWB Military and Brass for sponsoring tonight's main topic. We'd ask that you go to jwbmilitary.com and use promo code ARP10 so that you can get 10% off quality once-fired military reloading brass, AR-500 steel targets, and much more. So, please, go to jwbmilitary.com and use that promo code. And, Reed, you you actually shopped with them, right? I have. It was very easy. I think they have a very well-run website. I got myself some 300 uh, blackout brass. Uh, I have uh, yet to get in there and get it all put together, but, you know, I've been amassing my stockpile of gunpowder and I don't know now that the pressure's off I, I don't know that I feel as compelled to reload as I once did but if I don't I won't have anything to shoot so it's kind of a catch-22 what are you gonna do right <laughs> yeah. all right well tonight's main topic so you know the holidays are coming up you know Jolly Saint Nick is getting ready to make his famous annual ride and we are all sitting here with hopes and dreams of what our loved ones are going to give us because we are all suffering from incurable bouts of black rifle disease. So we've had all of our show hosts gather up a short list of those items they think would really be neat to get on Christmas morning. And because I am the, uh, I guess, the old gray mare in the room, I'm going to start off with Grandpa. my list. Grandpa, whatever. So, um, <clears throat> I, uh, I came across a, uh, discussion of this first item on my list. It's called the Baker Street bag. It's from a company called MDUM USA. We have a link in the show notes. And basically, this is kind of a modern take on the old M36 Musette bag, which, uh, if any of you have ever watched Band of Brothers or Fury, you've seen a copy of this bag in those movies. And, you know, it makes for a good range bag. Uh, you know, if you're so inclined, you could probably make it a daily carry bag if you had a need to carry just a ton of stuff wherever you went. But, um, you know, I think it's a good buy. I think it's an interesting bag. And, you know, for me, it's something I'd enjoy getting. Um, number two, I put on the list... Uh, some grips that I found at Executive Ordnance. I ordered a pair of these. They're uh, aluminum. They have a lot of options in terms of style and uh, contour and um, texture. Uh, they're really just a very interesting uh, accessory for an AR. And, you know, I think we're all kind of tired of the, you know, standard A2 grip that comes in your lower parts kit. I think I have... You know, half a dozen of them, maybe more, sitting in a box that I've never actually mounted to a rifle. But, you know, we're getting to the point where aesthetic choices and what you put on your rifle really are kind of commanding the day. So I've put the executive ordinance grips on my list. They're pretty cool. A lot of options yeah. and stuff. Checking it out in the show notes. I like the, like the textures on it. Definitely, yes. Definitely something you would find more on a 1911 than an AR-15. Yeah. But, uh, 
definitely a fashion statement. Well, you know, they come in colors and, you know, I haven't really gone to the point where, you know, anything other than black is okay with me. I mean, maybe gray is uh, the new black, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to go very, with something really crazy. Very reminiscent of the uh, VZ style grips. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you said you actually have picked up a pair and want more? Yes, yes, I've already got a pair. Uh, are they textured, or is it just uh, is it just uh, that pat- aesthetic pattern? You know, like on a 1911, if you have the actual VZ style grips, they've you know got grippy texture in it. Is that that, or is that just a pattern? No, they're textured. I mean, you, you can really you, you have a secure grip when you're holding on to these. Um, so it's not like a a slick side aluminum. No, no, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's very textured, very. Very grippy, I guess. I mean, grippy, is that a word? But yeah, yes. I mean, and I really like the attention they they put uh, into them, the attention to detail. I, really, I think they've gone the extra mile. Um, you know, this next one is something that I came across recently, and I thought it was just kind of a, a nice innovation. Uh, I liked what they were thinking here, and so I wanted to put it down because I, I think there's some value to what they have. And basically, Surefire, uh, a name that I'm sure many of you are familiar with, has come out with a new line of wrist lights. So basically, they've uh, integrated the lights that uh, we commonly use uh, when we're shooting or if you're uh, in a situation where you might need to have access to light uh, in the, a you know evening situation where you're not able to actually hold the light. You mount these, uh, uh, lights on your wrist with the, uh, provided strap and, you know, it, it provides a good solid place to illuminate your working field when you got to get your hands in there and get to work. So I, I really like that, uh, the, the 2211 rechargeable that, uh, I think that adds a lot of utility as far as where, where their head's at there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I would suggest you all go to the Surefire website to take a look at their options. Um, it, it really is kind of a nice take on 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 um, common. Uh, what's that? I was gonna say if anybody is a uh, Star Trek fan, I don't remember which series. It's very reminiscent of the light, the flashlights that they had. They had something similar. It's totally first thing I see when I see these. You know, strap straps to your wrist. Awesome. This actually looks like a really cool. Really cool light, and I can't believe that nobody's done that until mm-hmm. now. Especially, I'm sure somebody has, but to come from a you know, surefire quality, it's kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, I, I've got a couple of their products. I'm really impressed with what they've done so far, so I, I don't have any doubts that they're going to continue to do as well. Oh, yeah. So number four is something that I think is interesting in its application, uh, it's interesting in its kind of uh, product design uh, aspect. I'm still unsure about its long-term potential, but let me kind of illuminate you here. I'm talking about Crimson Trace's new Lynx wireless green laser sight and tactical light. And what the the link system uh, essentially comprised is comprised is a grip and a laser uh, flashlight uh, module. They are separated uh, 
and distance by, you know, the, the length of your handguard and the mounting of the uh, laser light module. But the grip that replaces your standard AR grip has the activation buttons on the grip. And it has an indicator light that indicates that it's linked. I, I can only assume that the actual module itself has manual controls, since I think it would be a probably a pretty poor design to uh, basically stick that thing out there and then have your control module fail. But um, and and that's the part in in my mind that I'm I'm wondering about how robust is the control module uh, from the laser uh, light module? Uh, will it be able to always make a connection and always be able to control the light and always do what you needed to do when you needed to do it? But, you know, if anybody understands, you know, weapon-mounted lasers and lights, I think Crimson Trace has a pretty good head start on most anybody out there. So I'm enthused that they're the ones taking this up but uh you know i think it interests me you know i've seen some of the material on it it came out earlier this year and you know it's still here so it must have weathered the initial uh review cycle uh, to get to the point where we're seeing more and more coverage on it so i think that's something that i'd like to get for christmas so i put it on the list um, yeah, it's kind of, say, it's kind of an interesting product. Yeah, my question would be: Is there some kind of a a, a backup to turn the module on if yeah. uh, if your grip fails? But it is kind of cool because you a lot of times you have the pistol grips, um, you know, where you on your hand will have the ability to turn it on and off, and that's the same thing. Instead of being on the front of your pistol, it's on the front of your rifle, which is right. you know, depending on the length of your handguard, you know. 18 inches or so away. <laughs> well, and I think the thing to, to me that, that, that strikes me is that, you know, in your, you know, forward grip on your rifle, if you're having to actuate a tape, a tape strip or if you're having to actuate a, a push button, is your natural grip going to facilitate the position of your hand such that you can comfortably you know, activate the light or the laser without having to shift grip. Whereas the actuation buttons on the link system are exactly where your hand has always been mm-hmm. for. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. Person. I know. I know for me personally, cause I, I do like the tape switch. So I put that on the side of my rifle mm-hmm. where I would naturally go. Um, but that requires me to absolutely have my support hand in that position, even though it is most of the time, if I end up where a situation that's not, not going to be able to turn my flashlight but, on, on my, but arm. is it a, a cart and a horse kind of issue? Is your right? hand there because that's where your tape switch is? I mean, in the absence of a tape switch, would your hand natural it would be. position shift? Yeah, because I, you know, on my primary AR, I run, um, you know, it's a key mod AR and I've got grip panels on it. So my hand naturally goes there. And if I'm have a flashlight on my weapon, because that's what I need at the time, I put the tape switch on there right where my fingers would go. So I just squeeze a little bit harder and the light comes on. And you see, for me, I, just, I don't naturally, you know, grip the, the forward position in the same way, uh, in a way 
that is naturally conducive to activation of a lighter tape switch. So for me, I have to shift my grip. Well, and I, I've always, you know, even, even with some of, you know, the higher end tape switches, there's sometimes, um, the durability issues and, right. um, double-sided tape is only good for so long. Velcro, uh, you know, susceptible to falling off. Um, there, so there's, you know, this is just, an elimination of those kind of things that can, you know, somewhat mechanically fail. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, the next item on my list is a very basic, simple component, but it's a forward assist by strike industries. I put it on the list simply because I appreciate the aesthetic. They have taken a standard forward assist. They've modified it a little bit. I think it looks a little snazzier than your standard teardrop or, you know, I like it. So, yeah. I, I like the red here. one. You mm-hmm. would. You're just that kind the of The bright guy. red forward assist. Yeah. But, you know, I think that really when it comes down to it, um, you know, like I said with the executive ordinance grips, we're moving to a place where the aesthetic is becoming more important. And if you have the opportunity to individualize your rifle to your own liking, why not? But before I move on, guess which color I got? Pink. Black. Got the gray. <laughs> now, why is it that the new guy has that figured out and you two knuckle-draggers don't? <laughs> and by the way, they don't have pink there, JD. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just going through every color they had. <laughs> oh, nobody said blue. Yeah, well, that's that's my favorite color, but that is a really nice blue. That is mm-hmm. the color of my car. <laughs> Brings out the color in your eyes, Reed. Oh, shut up! You're just trying to butter me up. <laughs> so uh, the last item here on my list is once again something that's a pretty reasonably priced item, but Zero Bravo has come out with what they call the Smart Card. Smart being an acronym for Simple Marksman. Adjustment Reference Table. And it's a really straightforward approach to creating a table to allow shooters to, you know, adjust their iron sights, knowing uh, at distance, you know, how many clicks are they going to have to adjust to make a given movement. And, you know, it's kind of nice when you get to a certain point to not have to do that kind of calculating on the fly in your head. And, you know... You kind of look like a sissy pulling out your iPad or your iPhone to do the calculations on some app. So you can pull out your range card and you can get busy doing that very thing. But here is the smart card that I bought. There you go. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can see this very thing. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm looking at that. I'm looking at the back of the card. So this is specifically for your 55 grain 556 mm-hmm. as, and it will work with your ones, your standard 168 grain 308s. Right. And it's, it's thought, trying to provide a, a, a baseline. And I think that yeah. you're, yeah. So it, I think it's a nice utility. You know, I'm interested in its value. Um, it's provided uh, on the face of the card with an array of choices, uh, mm-hmm. which basically correspond to different kinds of sighting systems. So it includes uh, aim points, EOTEX, ACOGs, 
um, mm-hmm. uh, standard uh, M16 um, sights and some kind of non-standard items. Uh, I have no idea what a Delta Point Pro is, but it's listed on one of these lines. So, I mean, it gives you some really broad coverage on how to get your sights uh, where you want to get them while you're doing manual adjustments in the field. So I think that's a nice nice little gift that you can throw in a stocking uh, for your AR fan out there. And that concludes my list. And, you know, the I've, benefit of being the, what you called, grandpa in the room? Not that yeah. I am. Um, okay, I think I, never mind. I just answered my other question about it. It's well, a 50-yard zero, it looks uh-huh. like. But, you know... There, there's my list. The advantage of being the old guy on the show is that I get to go first, and you guys get to clean up. All right. That's just because he wanted to take a nap. Yeah, I do. I do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just like <laughs> mute my camera and take some Z's here. All right, I'm up next um, for my list. Um, full disclaimer: I was told that I couldn't purchase anything or put anything on my list that would need an FFL. So. Lowers were out about an eighty percent lower in there, but uh, that would work, I guess. That wouldn't require an FFL. Uh, first up, if you're looking for something, um, trying to figure out what to get the gun guy in your life or the AR-15 fan, check out the Patriot Patch Company. Uh, shameless plug for Jake. He uh, sent these out today. New yes. uh, Thanksgiving patches. They also have a patch of the month club that you can do. And that way um, you're always getting the brand new stuff that the Patriot patch company puts out. They also have uh, their new cleaning mats that are out. There's a breakdown of an AR 15. You can check it out there. 25 bucks there at the Patriot patch company would make the perfect gift to uh, roll up and put it in the stocking. This is actually how you build a rifle. Uh, not that I know how to do that yet with my collection of lowers, but, um, yeah, this, this would come in handy if, uh, any of my loved ones are listening, uh, and they want to hook me up with this cleaning mat from Patriot Patch Company. You can check it out there. Link in the show notes. Uh, up next, I think my favorite toy from the year that I, I've had a lot of fun with, uh, is the D60 mag from, uh, Magpool, uh, 60 round drum magazine. Um, it's ridiculous. You know, I mean, it, it it's really heavy on the AR, but man, it's a whole lot of fun. It and, seems uh, really expensive, not because of the magazine itself, <laughs> but because of what it enables you to do. Now, <laughs> well, yeah, I will tell you, true. I will tell you that right now you can get these at Brownells at a significant reduction of what JD paid for. During the last, what was that? I wanted to get it before Reed. Oh, so yeah, I, paid, yeah. I paid a premium. He I paid, paid a premium. premium. I think he must have paid twice what these I are didn't selling pay for. Twice. Now, wait a minute. They're selling for 109 bucks on Brownells. How much did you pay? I, I, I paid significantly more than that, but not twice. <laughs> but you know what? I, my kids are paying for their own college, so that's how I justify it. Well, you see, I think that's great. It teaches self-reliance. But the D, the D60, if you've got somebody and you're a, you've got somebody and you live in one of the free states and you know they're an AR shooter and they like ARs and you're not sure what to get them, you get them a 60 round drum magazine. You're going to cause a smile on Christmas morning. 
I mean, they're going to oh, open yeah. up that box. And it, it just makes you giggle. I mean, it's it's so ridiculous that it does make you giggle. So I think it's 109 bucks on Brownells right now. They have a, a special going with the coupon code. If you click the link in the show notes, it'll take you <laughs> to check it out. And it's reliable. I've used it in my ARs and also in my Tavor. And uh, it is just wicked and very expensive each time you have to reload it. But you know what? It is what it is. And hopefully ammo will come down soon. Um, number three, um, with, uh, the way the, the election went and things are kind of this deep breath through, uh, the firearms industry, uh, I think it's going to be a great time to do range time or training classes for a gift. I think you're going to have a, a lot of uh, companies innovate things when it comes to training classes. So you may be able to purchase gift certificates or training experiences. Make sure you research uh, who, who you train with or who you send your loved ones trained with. You want to make sure they're going to somebody who knows their stuff. Uh, range time also or range memberships would be a great idea. Um, get them out there to shoot and get them out there in different areas to uh, enjoy uh, their favorite hobby and their favorite black rifle. Uh, number four, this just came out a couple weeks ago. Really cool. Uh, it is on a little, uh, I don't know if I could pay this much for a book. Um, but it's pretty cool. It's the uh, Vickers AR-15 guide. Uh, they just released 352 pages, basically the history of the AR. Uh, the standard version, 95 bucks. Uh, you can go all the way up to the limited edition vi- version, which better be signed by Larry Vickers. And he brings it to you and delivers it and dresses up like Santa for 250 bucks. And I think, I think that could happen, right? No, no, unlikely. Okay, no. I'm like, but it is, but it's, it is, it's yeah, a very sure. nice looking book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. And it's got the history, some rare, rare ARs in it and stuff, and a lot of information. So for, for the AR person that's got all the tools and sometimes buying parts is just is difficult because you don't know exactly what they want. Uh, this would be a perfect gift for somebody that's difficult like that, that you don't, they've got their range situation squared away. They've got their magazines, they've got their parts and, you know, buying a part you really just don't feel comfortable with. So uh, check out this book by Larry Vickers, uh, the AR-15 Volume 1. But you know uh, what? Pretty cool. I'm, I'm, I'm going to point out that as a coffee table book, that is not an unreasonable price. Yeah, for that quality printing, that's... Yeah, no. Or it looks like it's the quality printing, as I've seen. That's not... That's on the upper end, but I've definitely is not... But, you know, and I'll tell you, what I've seen you know, the reason I don't have coffee table books is because I have children that can reach the yeah. coffee table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, but, you know, really, I think, you know, J.D., you're absolutely right. It's a great kind of, for the person you don't know what to buy for, who likes ARs, I think that's a great point. Yeah, I think you'll hit a home run with uh, the Vickers Guide to AR-15s. I think it would be really good. Um, number five, cash. Or a gift card. Um, I get the, the awkwardness. Like sometimes shopping for my wife's difficult. So I stick with the gift cards or I stick with cash because then she can go get exactly what she wants. If you have that person in your life and you don't know what to get firearms related, I mean, you don't want to buy an AK stock or rail for somebody who's an AR enthusiast. I get it. It happens. You know, sometimes guns just aren't your thing if you're listening to this. Um, and you're listening because a loved one said, Hey, 
listen to this. These guys have got ideas for us. Uh, cash or a gift card is, is cool. Make sure you can probably find your favorite gun store or know their favorite gun store. If you don't know their favorite gun store, check your bank account. Um, for recent transactions, <laughs> <laughs> you probably get a good idea of, yeah, uh, of you're, where you're you calling out a number of listeners up. who are going to send you some hate mail for that. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Send all, send all the, uh, hate mail to ar15podcast at gmail.com. Make sure Reed reads it first before I do. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, uh, Brownells, Brownells is a great place to get the gift cards. They have everything you could possibly imagine. Um, Number six is something I thought about um, you could do that doesn't cost anything. It just costs you some of your time. If you're listening to this because somebody said, hey, uh, this is a great idea to give you some ideas about to buy for a firearms enthusiast in your life, uh, be willing to actually go out and learn about firearms with them. Um, learn about their favorite rifle, their favorite black rifle, or whatever they like to shoot. Uh, be willing and open to learn about it and maybe go to the range with them a couple times in the year. Uh, I tell you, when my wife's open to that and uh, the time she has asked, it's been a great time to just kind of hang out. So if if uh, you're a spouse and you're listening to this, uh, maybe even doesn't cost you anything to go out there and hang out. And, uh, you know, if you get a babysitter, and just make a couple dates to go out to the range or something like that it would be a great idea. Um, if you're married or in a relationship with somebody who's a firearms enthusiast and maybe you're not too hot on it. So those are my ideas. Cool. Um, so I guess I will get started. Um, a couple of these are going to be a little interesting. Uh, the first two are definitely related to, uh, California laws and trying to build a featureless rifle. Um, at least from one of the rifles that I already have. Uh, the first up is the Hera Arms CQR stock, um, which is a uh, looks kind of like converting your a, a stock that kind of looks like it converts your AR-15 into a bullpup or a Tavor. It really doesn't. That's just kind of the best look. Um, so there's that version that's a kind of a normal thumbhole stock. And then they're also going to be releasing another version which has a plate that covers the thumbhole stock. So you remove the uh, pistol grip and the collapsible stock from the list of features for a black rifle in California. So it's getting rid of two of the evil features um, right away. And I think it kind of looks cool. You know, yeah, that is kind of interesting that they take away evil features but make it look almost a little cooler. It it looks Mm -hmm. cooler and, I mean... It is the best featureless, best looking featureless stock I've seen come out for California. Yeah, um, there there were some that really kind of, oh, and mm. they're still kind of coming out on the market. So we'll see if it lives up. I definitely would love to get one, um, and if it doesn't show up under the Christmas tree, I want to put my hands on one at Shot Show because um, they should. They'll probably be there, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Ask him some questions about it. Now, wait a minute, Anthony. Before we go any further, I want you to understand that none of us are going to buy you any of these things. You know that, right? <laughs> okay. If Just you're to- really good and you write Black <laughs> Rifle Santa, he may he may do something. If I send my list Black Rifle Santa, maybe. Yeah. All right, um, go ahead. The next one, again, is uh, related to creating a featureless Black Rifle for California. Um, the state of California considers 
a flash hider, like the standard A2 flash hider, an evil feature. Uh, but if you put a muzzle brake on that, that is not considered a flash hider. It's considered something completely different. Um, and uh, a little bit, it does have a little bit different functionality. Um, but I found one that I like that's really cool from Aero Precision or a company related with Aero Precision is their VG6 uh, muzzle brakes, specifically the VG6 uh, Gamma, which is a, you know, Again, a cool-looking muzzle brake if I've got to switch out my cool-looking uh, flash hider that I have right now. You know, I I just I feel compelled to ask this question. Anthony, does California require your legislators to have graduated from elementary school? No. Okay. No, it does not. That clears it up. <laughs> it does not require – it doesn't even require them to have IQs higher than their shoe size. Oh, jeez. Has uh, a has a as farm animal any video of Kevin DeLeon. Has a farm yeah. animal ever won an election? Rapid clips and half second, yeah, ghost I, guns. I, I think what you need to do is you need to enroll a farm animal for office. <laughs> yep, yep. If we called it a Democrat, it just mo- would oh, probably win. I think you should make it an old donkey. <laughs> <laughs> You can you Jeez. can change his name legally. I mean, I think you should do the whole night. I, I honestly, I'm serious. I think you should do that. All right, go ahead. Um, the next one is another is uh, another Aero Precision product. It's their uh, ambidextrous charging handle, or really any ambidextrous charging handle, or if you're Jake, ambidextrous. <laughs> oh, ambidextrous. Yeah, amber. <laughs> Uh, I want to know who Amber is, though. You, you, yeah, it'll be interesting. And why does it need to be dexterous with Amber? (laughs) (laughs) Do we have to timestamp it? I think we can let this go. No, I I think we're good. Uh, So, one of the biggest improvements that I've found to NEAR is adding the ambidextrous charging handle. Um, It really does make it a lot more usable if you get into some interesting situations where you're trying to clear jams and such. So this one look again kind of looks pretty cool. There's others out there on the market. Um but this is kind of one that I was specifically interested in cuz it's, you know, priced in about the same price point as all the other ones. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh and next up on my list, these two are kind of a combo. Um I really want a Vortex HD Gen 2 uh Razer specifically the 1 through 6 by 24. Um I have their Strike Eagle, which is a pretty good scope, um, but having looked at it, the uh, Razor series just takes it to the next level, um, adds some more features. Uh, spec- you know, I really like the uh, – one of my complaints about the Strike Eagle is the caps aren't necessarily the best for locking and resetting, which is a feature you get with the Razor. Uh, and then there's some other things. The glass is nicer. And then if you got a nice optic, you got to put it in a nice mount. So I'm going to go back to my standby, which is any of the American Defense Manufacturing QD scope mounts, which are really easy to use. They hold zero almost, you know, really well, if not perfectly, every time I've taken my scope on and off. So, you know, things to consider. I tell I tell you what, Reed, I'll take care of the scope mount if you take care of the re, the scope for Anthony. Yeah. Sure, <laughs> it's a, we'll it's a little that. pricey. We'll do that. <laughs> not... <laughs> I tell you what, uh, Anthony, 
Uh, I'll put you in touch with the lady who likes nachos. We'll teach you how to get one of these. <laughs> oh, okay, good. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Side note, we need to include the story. Uh, we're sent a story to uh, This Week in Guns, our sister podcast, about a lady who wanted to trade favors for nachos. It's called so, uh, Solicitation. Yes. She, I believe she is now staying in a government uh, institution. She is a guest of the county... And her, and the person that dropped her off, if, if I remember. <laughs> yeah, because they wanted a Slurpee instead of nachos. Oh, God. <laughs> the, the nachos were extra, okay? Wait, were, did they happen to not actually be at 7-Eleven then? Or no, I'm sorry. She forgot the nachos or something like that. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Anthony. Now that we've totally right, disrupted you. Your... The last one is something that I found on my last range trip. Um as I've mentioned before on the podcast, I recently relocated, still in California, and found a new gun club. Um, nice 600-yard range. Uh, it's got target stands, but the selection of steel targets that are actually were actually out that day was a little limited. So I would like to get some of my own uh, JWB military steel targets that they sell. They sell the AR-500 targets, and I would like to get my hands on some of those to take and shoot at the range because nothing beats shooting steel, especially if you can go put a plate out at five, 600 yards and sit there and, you know, plink at it for a little bit. It's a lot of fun. And of course you're such a crack shot. We're going to get you the two inch CNC laser cut air 500. Oh, steel target. absolutely. And I'm totally because at, at 500 yards, you're, you're knocking divots out of that. Oh yeah. Things get, get eliminated. <laughs> and if you do pick up that uh, steel targets from JWB, make sure you use the ARP10 uh, code for 10% off. Yeah, so it makes it even cheaper for you guys to get it for me. <laughs> now, wait a minute. I, I, thought, like we're we, I thought we were prohibited from utilizing that sh- that that code internally. So I'm, I'm sorry, Anthony. Company, <laughs> company policy. Uh, so that's my list. See if I get any of it, but you know, just some suggestions. <laughs> Should we tell Anthony that Santa Claus isn't real? <laughs> you see, I thought you were supposed to tell him that this was just a wish list, not his well, was, actual we, list. Well, it may turn into a shopping list. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Chris, you're next. All right. Um, first, uh, Anthony happens to be wanting to get rid of his Vortex Strike Eagle 1 to 6. Um, you know, I, I currently don't own a 1 to 6, but I think that, uh, you know, despite its shortcomings, it, uh, it would, it would be a great scope to pick up. Um, you know, if you, if you want to pair it with the American Defense Manufacturing scope mount, that, that's that of your own initiative at that point. Um, and number two, the AccuTech uh, SR5 bipod, um, Picatinny mounted. It's it's a really fantastic looking bipod. Um, there's a couple different feet you can purchase for it as well, um, but rugged. Uh, it just it seems like one of those kind of things. If you're gonna shoot off of bipods. Don't short yourself and don't buy something extremely cheap um, because it it may come back to bite you. And, you know, you, you don't want to go out and spend your hard-earned money and 
take a, take your you know your new set of bipods and then all of a sudden they become broken. So um, n- not exactly the cheapest ones out there, but um, a- as far as quality, every um, I don't know anybody owns them yet, but um, I may be well on my way to uh, to that boat. Uh, so number three, um, Daniel Defense thirty-two round magazines. Um, not not quite the D sixty, but and it's it's not a thirty-round magazine. So um, why you know if if you go the, this is Spinal Tap, you know, crank it up to eleven. Well, why but don't you it's crank 11. it up to thirty-two. It's more than well, ten. Yes, exactly. So 32 is more than 30 and, and uh, more is always better. And it's, it's definitely nice because you know, you're going to be able to get 30 in there and get it back in with a closed bolt, uh, which can be a problem with 30 rounders sometimes, or, you know, I know guys that'll put 28 in there so they can, Mm -hmm. you know, put the first round in, pull it out, check it, make sure the round moved over the other side of the magazine Mm -hmm. and go and put it back in. And if it now has 29 rounds in it, uh, it's not going back into my AR. What do I do now? Yeah. And, and even when, you know, hearkening back to my military days, we, we never, we were 28 rounds in magazines just for those kind of feeding issues. You know, so. we never had issues. We put 30 rounds. We shot 30 rounds. We had fun. I mean, uh-huh. maybe they just made it better back then. I don't know. Reed, that was a time when men were men and they used man bags. Yeah. (laughs) All right. All right. Moving swiftly onward. uh, We are at number four is the Rainier Arms Avalanche Charging Handle. Um, Something that I've kind of watched for a while. Um, It's got interchangeable handles. You've got um, four or five different kind of handles you can put on there. Ambidextrous. Um, it's, It's just kind of a neat. Another charging handle falls along the same kind of dollars and cents wise guideline. Um, but this just happens to be one that I, uh, I found that I liked as well. Um, and, um, I was limited to, you know, less than 5% of our content has to be in a dream world, but in a dream world, I would be picking up the proof research barrel, the carbon fiber wrapped barrel. Um, dollars and cents, kind of expensive, but, uh, it, it's, it, if you read the range reports, they shoot phenomenal, um, and, and they look, they just look cool. So you'll, I, I think you'll be the only guy at the range with the carbon fiber wrapped barrel. Um, so you, you've got your choices. Um, we've got the link there to Brownells. Go in, check it out. And the last thing, if you are building your rifles, pick up a Magpul MS3 sling. Um, you hook it up to yourself. Um, you know, if, if you're, if you're running any courses of fire that, uh, that actually require you to move, um, I think it's a great idea to sling your rifle. Um, so, this this just happens to be the one that that I think is the nicest sling. Um, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to step in here and agree with you. Uh, this is the this is the one where it can go from the two point to one point depending on mm-hmm. how you reattach it to itself. Um, I run the QD version and absolutely love it. You know, as you're going through, depending on your situation, it's really nice to be able to change that up. 
quickly attach and detach from your rifles nice too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And um with that that's that is my six fun items. All right. Well so I think you have, listeners, a really good list with a wide variety of price points for you to look at and see if the AR enthusiast in your life is worthy of some attention from, what do you call him, the Black Rifle Santa? Yes. Yeah, Black <laughs> Rifle Santa. All right. So, Brownells is a great resource. Uh, there is still plenty of time to get something from Brownells delivered to you. And they have some rather rapid shipping options if you need to get it in the last minute. So, be quick and get something for that fan of yours as soon as you can. And uh, try to use the affiliate link there at firearmsradio.tv. Um, before we jump into feedback, um, some of the past guests that have been on the show, their organizations have let us know that they're going to have Black Friday deals. Um, Aero Precision is going to offer products. He didn't He didn't want to release them just yet, but uh, they're not going to do lowers this year. Um, but they are going to do something else. So they'll have something up on the site. If uh, Facts and Firearms is going to be on the show uh, first week in December, um, they have passed along that uh, they will be doing 10% off on their website on Black Friday. Um, now, wait a minute. Patriot. Is this show going to be airing before Black Friday? Yes. Excellent. Gotta like this show will be out um, Monday. You guys will get it Monday. Anthony and I will work it out so it comes out uh, here in just a couple of days. I know we're a little out of order on the the shows, but uh, trust me, we've got some great stuff coming up. So um, Faxton's doing the 10%. Aero Precision will have some deals. I believe Patriot Patch Company will have something. Um, so we'll get to this out to you soon. And then in the following weeks, um, we're going to be talking to uh, Springfield. We've got a, a bunch of the lady shooters on from that to talk about the Saint. Uh, then when we have facts and firearms, then we will uh, sit down and have a two-parter with the gun collective talking about um, all sorts of stuff under the sun. So we've got a lot of, a lot of great shows coming up for you here in the next couple of weeks. So um, let the vendors that you shop with, especially Brownells know that uh, you heard about them on the AR 15 podcast. It would really, help <laughs> out. Um, so there's my little support the show spiel read as I'm extending while you unmute your mic. Wow. You're just an awesome cover upper. <laughs> so, you know, we haven't really had too much opportunity to jump into some feedback. We've had some really kind of busy production schedules with a whole lot of guests. And sometimes we haven't even had enough time to recover, uh, recording to recording to have you, the listeners, send us feedback to talk about. But this weekend is different. So, um, J.D., why don't you start off with uh, Chase J.'s feedback and get us started. All right. Uh, Chase wrote in. He said, I guess this is old news, but have you heard of RF-85? Apparently, Anderson Rifles has a, a coating metal treatment voodoo enchantment that allows the rifle to run the function without lubrication. Uh, you clean the rifle with soap and water. There's a video. They shoot about 300 rounds through it, clean it with dishwater, uh, then shoot 4,700 more rounds through it, clean it with uh, clean it Anderson style by tossing it into a creek, uh, shake it off, dump a 30-round mag through it, uh, straight up Kentucky madness. Uh, so, Reed, I'm going to let you talk 
to the first part, if you've heard about that first before we go into the second part here? You know, I haven't. And, you know, I think that really it's nice to have a listener bring something up that hasn't crossed our our radar because it gives us a chance to go out there and uh, do some investigation and see what we can find. Uh, and, you know, certainly I'd encourage anybody else out there who uh, finds something that uh, intrigues them to bring it up and send it to us and we'll start talking about it. Um, but, you know, tell me, uh, is Anderson primarily polymer lowers? No, they're, they do a lot of the uh, standard aluminum stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Um, so we're going to take a look at this and we'll get back to you with uh, what we find out. So, lead on, McDuff. The second part, Chase. Uh, I've been listening to your podcast for about a year now. Just re-listened to your six parts from scratch series. Uh, I understand everything now, and I've familiarized myself with the Colt 6920, putting 150 rounds down range once or twice a month, cleaning it every other trip. Uh, range just to familiar, familiarize myself with the parts. I uh, came across this, uh, the video on the RF 85, you know, may consider building self a new rifle and uh, pick up an OEM Anderson rifle I can customize. Um, goes into talk about uh, who needs nickel, nickel Teflon boron when you have RF 85. Uh, who am I kidding? I'm still itching to build one. I'm uh, kind of waiting for Faxon to produce a 6.5 Grendel barrel and bolts. Uh, every time I hear uh, Faxon talk about their engineering, I feel like Jesse Pinkman. Uh, Reed, you have the same effect. Uh, you're the Walter White to my black rifle disease. I know JD knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I can see it, especially uh, working on ARs out of an RV in his boxer shorts. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, thanks for the show. I'll keep listening and using the affiliate links. Uh, thanks for the feedback, Chase. We'll check into that uh, RF-85 for you. Oh, wait a minute. I thought it was that I produce such high-quality product. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. He is the Walter White of the podcast. Uh-huh. I mean. Uh-huh. All right. So I'm going to take the next one here. Sean in California. He writes, uh, would it work for people in California to acquire a, four, a 458 SOCOM AR? That way they can keep all their 30-round magazines. Uh, he says, I think it'll hold, what, 9 or 10? And, uh, Anthony, I think you had brought this up the other day, and one of the uh, kind of over 45 caliber rounds, it was 458 or a 50 Beowulf or something. But now he goes on to say, of course, you'd have to have some decoy 10 orders. So uh, not really sure what he's talking about there. Uh, Anthony, you can enlighten us. But he says, not sure, since they can't be detachable. Just a thought, always thinking. What, what, what do you think, Anthony? So, straight up, I'm going to say yes. But you can never put 223 in your 458 SOCOM magazine. You cannot do it. Don't do it. It would be bad. Um, I would also go out of my way to make sure that I purchased a magazine that was specifically stamped 458 SOCOM. I wouldn't go and pick up uh, an off-the-shelf PMAG and say that it is a 458 SOCOM mag. I would make sure that it is permanently stamped in some way in the magazine and definitely make sure that if you ever bring it out and let it see the light of day, it is with a 458 upper. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, 
No, wait a minute. You Anthony, can do this. Let me interrupt <laughs> you here. So, you know the old uh, hot uh, – it's the tool that would heat up a metal tip so you could scratch wood uh, or plastic. Yeah, yeah. Just like, like a, a – I don't know <laughs> what they're called. I've never played with them, but – couldn't you like get in on your PMAG and like etch in? Absolutely. And there, are, there are companies that sell PMAGs done that way. See? Mm-hmm. So they can stamp the PMAG. All right. I right. like that. Sean? Just the like I said, it can never have 223 or 300 blackout put in it. Just saying. All right. Legal disclaimer we are not attorneys. Well, Reed is. Hey, why would you uh, say that? not. This is not legal advice. Um, no, so it's do not. So at your own peril, your own risk, and uh, the Firearms Radio Network, the AR-15 podcast, and myself are not liable if you decide to yeah. do something that breaks stupid laws in the state you live in. So what you're saying is that these are just the general musings of a bunch of knuckle-dragging trigger monkeys. Yes. Okay. I'm good with that. Sure. All right. So uh, Brandon writes in, uh, listening to Josh Waldron on some of the pre-election discussions, I was kind of shocked to hear some details about the age of the NRA lobby in Washington. And he felt like he appropri- and I felt like he appropriately nailed exactly what I felt about the NRA for years. I've long felt the NRA is far too focused on a glory day's image of a father and son hunting deer and more or less ignores the modern younger shooter and their needs and wants I received a renewal request in the mail with a questionnaire that was tailor-made to fire up my aging relatives with phrases such as, those Washington politicians. But it <laughs> did little to move my needle as a Gen Y millennial modern sportsman. I would be interested to hear a guest from the NRA on your show, ideally to discuss their stances and progress on more modern issues like NFA restrictions and the protection of ARs and other semi-auto rifle platforms for use, not just hunting. You know, yes, Adam Kraut, one of our affiliated uh, colleagues uh, among the Firearms Radio Network, is himself seeking a position uh, on the NRA board and as a young individual has the opportunity to provide a great deal of perspective from the exact same spot you were talking about. You know... I think it would be nice to have somebody on the NRA for them or from the NRA on the show uh, so that they can have a voice in trying to discuss how they're trying to attack this issue. Because frankly, when the uh, older crowd no longer is able to carry the torch, uh, they're going to have to rely on these younger generation shooters. And if they've been disenfranchised, I don't know that they're going to have the same NRA in those days that they do today. Um, any thoughts, guys? No, I very, Brandon, I very much agree with your sentiment living in California and, uh, just feeling forgotten about by the NRA out here. Uh, I very much sympathize and would like to see the NRA move in a different direction. Um, with that said though, the NRA is not the most powerful group. It's kind of funny the way the media treats them as, you know, this boogeyman where at the on the other side of the aisle, you have billionaires who are willing to contribute their fortunes to fighting it. And uh, even the NRA, the amount of money they can put into any given instance is absolutely dwarfed by something like what a Michael Bloomberg can put into an anti-gun effort. 
So it kind of becomes that they do have to pick and choose their battles, but I think they should be picking and choosing a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I think uh, doing that interview with Josh, um, I was kind of excited about the direction that he wants to take it and uh, what he was talking about. I think um, people like Josh, people like Adam uh, that have the ear of those that are, you know, in charge at the NRA, uh, they are going to help lead the next generation and help uh, get the, the organization on track to where they need to be. Because you're right. When that group, when that age, that generation of uh, financial supporters dies off, you're going to need to be able to replace them with a younger shooter and you need to be listening to their needs right now. Suppressors, you know, the national right to carry different things we've got going on. The sporting rifle, you know, I wanted to go to a, an NRA shotgun class, but I couldn't bring my Sega 12 that I converted. I mean, come on, <laughs> yo. I mean, if I have a 20 round drum magazine, don't penalize me for it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think, I think the guys supporting people like Adam Kraut and, uh, you know, giving, uh, more support to Josh Waldron from Silencer Co. to uh, speak to these people. I think that's what will lead us in the right direction. And hopefully we can reach out to the NRA and get somebody on and share some of our concerns and see what they have to say about it. You know, I will point out one thing that strikes me as um, uh, a large hurdle that the Gen Y millennial group has to over overcome. That's the fact that the people who have the votes – in the NRA are the ones who are consistent members year over year or have lifetime memberships. That devotion to the cause over time, uh, correct me if I'm wrong since I don't know that I'm necessarily in either generation, is not something as an attribute possessed of those two generations. I mean, tell me you're going to get a millennial to be a member for five years in a row or to be able Mm -hmm. to, you know, Quit paying. I believe, student I believe you're right. <laughs> Long enough to pay the, for a life membership. And the and the thing is, is I think the NRA does that to protect itself. If you know, if I'm reading it right, you know, yeah, five that's years of consecutive. But here, here's the deal. Um, you're going to have to adapt to the giving strategy. I work for a nonprofit organization um, that is solely funded by listener donations. Mm-hmm. You have to adapt to the next generation or you will become obsolete. So the NRA may want to keep that five year to protect it, but they may have to really evaluate it and say, all right, maybe we need to go down to two or three years Mm -hmm. and and really look at this because five years, you're not getting those kind of givers anymore. You're, (laughs) you're getting givers that will give for maybe a year or 18 months. And then the credit card changes. You know, things yeah. like that. I mean, and, there's a lot of limitations think about, about giving these days. Think about the Gen Y that says, I want to be a part of this. You're not listening to me. You're not making choices that reflect my needs. Well, that's because the guys that are making choices don't see you. Right. You know, you're, you're, yeah. you know, knee high, you know, to a grasshopper to those guys because they're the old guard. And they're not going to do anything to include you. So if you want to be there now before they change... You have to take the initiative. <laughs> and and you know, on that token, you have to kind of 
you got to kind of vote with your wallet as well. I mean, if, if you've got, if you don't have a horse in the race, if you're not a contributor, you're not a member, then, then you're a nobody. I mean, you're, you're just some outsider trying to inflect your change. I mean, really well, get in and, and be one of those movers, be one of those shakers and, and, uh, you know, talk to well, those people. But, but so, I think that's the point. They won't let you in. Yeah, right now you're yeah. not. Even if you're a even if you're a contributor, you'd mm-hmm. be a contributor for four years and eleven months, and yeah. you still don't have a voice. That is the problem with the NRA. Um, you're you're running into a whole different generation of people that aren't that if they can't make instant change, they're going to go support the Second Amendment Foundation. They're going to yeah. support local organizations that let them immediately jump in. Yes, you're going to have. Moms demand action, come in and sign up for a bunch of memberships and do things, but you can weed that stuff out. I mean, yeah, ultimately, what is the purpose of your group? Even if you have a bunch of moms demand attention members, um, you, what, they're still giving you money. Bigger fund, yeah. Mm -hmm. Let them come in there. It's it's more money. So become more, Mm -hmm. but you know, I, I, it's a strange dichotomy because the guy says, look, I, I'm a millennial and I want to be a part of this. Um, why won't they listen to me? Well, because the patterns of your spending don't put you in a position to be listened to. At the same time, the old guard is going to sit there and they're going to say, well, you know, geez, you know, what's this whippersnapper want to do? We've been doing it the same way for 150 years and it works great. You know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, change? look where it's gotten us. Well, yeah. look where it has gotten us. Right now, it's gotten us to a fine place in many people's eyes. I don't think I don't think that's a representation of the that that old guard. I think that's a representation of people who are fed up and they they didn't brag about it, they didn't talk about it, they mm-hmm. didn't share it with people. They just decided to right. say this is what we're going to do. And but, I, I think but the NRA, old guard is going to take that as a win in their column, and that's. And, and when they spend them and they don't change. And right. when they <laughs> spent $250,000 on a filled in stream ad for one month mm-hmm. and then filled in stream is circulated to five people because grandpa John died and it's no longer on his coffee table. They're mm-hmm. going to wonder what the hell happened. And hopefully another group or the NRA wakes up and says, there's this gap. There's this void. Let's take it to the AR shooters who are probably growing faster than bolt action rifle shooters right now at the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get off my soapbox. Maybe. All yeah. Right. yeah. So I'm just trying I'm not to start because we'll be here for another 20, 30 minutes while I go. <laughs> Right. Well, and, and, and they run these, they, they run these membership drives where, where they have the reduced lifetime memberships and had, I, I can't, I All can't right. decide whether or not that's a good thing, but. Moving on, Chris. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Chris, take Craig for me. Craig. All right. Craig writes in and says specifically to JD, are those 83 lowers you have 80% completed or are they 100% finished requiring 4473 form filled out? If they're all 100% finished lowers, has the ATF questioned you why you have so many lowers? Personally, I would not want the ATF's attention. JD? 
the NSA already knows everything I'm doing, including the conversation we just had. So I'm not really worried about the ATF. Uh, uh, I'm curious where, where Craig's coming from here. I mean, uh, is I, this I mean, a lecture? Is there a hidden lecture in here? I mean, I mean, the deal is here's the deal. I got a lot of kids. I want them to be able to have the ability when they grow up or my grandkids grow up. I want them to have the ability to build ARs. Mm-hmm. And some people go out to the bar and drink. Some people do other ungodly things. I decide to buy lowers. One of these days, I'll build lowers. I've built a couple. But for my kids and for my family and for what I decide to do, it's fine. If the ATF comes knocking on my door, I don't got anything to hide. All my stuff's legit and on the up and up. And, you know, if they deem 83 lowers is too many, then we'll go to court and talk about it. Because who says that my kids can't have 20 ARs each? I mean, right? I, I don't see the limitations. So, I mean, it's not a... And, and, Truth be told, I don't have 83 lowers. I only have like 78. So it's, it's not really that big of a deal. <laughs> it's just when you get to the yeah, 80s. That's, that's a little up. exaggeration. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, here's the question. I would not want the ATF's attention. Well, then why did you buy a firearm? If you don't yeah. want it, why would anybody? I mean, that's how you get their attention. You have something to do with alcohol, tobacco, or firearms. Well, so if, if, if I don't think there's nefarious. any way. Hold on a second, Chris. Okay. I don't think there's any way to get around the fact that the ATF is involved with any firearm. Now you can be the kind of enthusiast who's only ever going to buy things that the ATF doesn't know about. Well, I'm sorry if you buy an 80 percent lower and you machine it in your home. I'm guessing the ATF realizes you got a barrel, a lower parts kit, an upper receiver, a stock, and whatever else you need on your rifle. So I'm still thinking you're screwed because yeah, unless you were really good and paid cash for all of it at a gun show, right? Then somebody else drove you to. <laughs> I mean, it's it's the reality of the modern world. You know, mm-hmm. when you can open up Google and. You know, the latest uh, Amazon search is populated on the left in three ads that says, do you want to buy this? You know, it's mm-hmm. like somebody's tracking your movements. You know, it's not patently obvious, but it's there. And eventually we're going to get to a point where, you know, you're going to walk through a store and someone's going to read the direction your eyeballs are facing and send you an email saying, hey, I noticed you gazed over our new cologne you know, choices this year. Would you like to buy a sample? You know, we're going to get to a point where they know everything we do. Just give in, be assimilated, and enjoy your rifles. Mm -hmm. And and if you don't have any nefarious intent, which, you know, I I don't think JD's on that kind of train, but uh, then who cares? Who really cares if, if they know that you have 78, 83, 146 lowers? Who cares? Which, and my question is, is, uh, I don't live in a state where we fill out 4473s. I've filled out exactly one for my CMP grand, um, and I don't remember. Uh, do you see him, or do they, does a 4473 form go with the, uh, firearm being purchased, or just the fact that there is a purchase occurring? No, it has the details of the firearm purchase, but it stays in the hands of the FFL. Until and or unless the FFL were to uh, not be in business. I think they have a 20-year retention requirement, but I'm not certain. 
And so, shout out to New Frontier Armory in North Las Vegas that keeps like a binder of my. They're gonna, they're gonna at some point send you a tab for the storage bill on your crap. (laughs) Yeah, I, I actually joked with the Ivan the other day with that, and uh, hopefully I'm, I, I actually have to make a trip up there to, to bring home some stuff. No, do I need to come back to Vegas when you make the trip and make sure you don't come back with any new lowers? Oh, (laughs) probably. Yeah, we're gonna send out an email to your wife, JD. It's going to be an intervention. ATF. I'm afraid of the (laughs) WIFE. With good reason. All right. Well, gentlemen, I think it's been a great show. Anything to add, folks? Check out uh, JW Military Brass and uh, also Patriot Patch Company, Brownells for the affiliate links while you're shopping, guys. Uh, It really makes a huge difference to help pay for stuff on the show. If you you want to pledge support, that also does, too. Uh, You go to firearmsradio.tv. Click on Pledge and click on the AR-15 podcast, man. Everything you can do. Tom Gonzalez, uh, man, you've been a amazing support to the show. Uh, you send us 500 messages on Facebook a day, but, man, we, we enjoy the pictures of all the builds. And uh, thank you for being a supporter of the show, Tom, man. We really, really appreciate it. All right. Well, Anthony, why don't you read us out? All right, guys. As always, please feel free to send us any questions or comments to ar15podcast at gmail.com so we can sit here and have these wonderful discussions over everything that you send us. We enjoy it. We hope you enjoy listening to it, so please keep them coming. Uh, subscribe and listen to the AR15 podcast for free in iTunes or on Stitcher and leave us a review so that you can help other people find the show and we can continue to grow. Uh, share your pictures uh, on Instagram at AR15podcast and tag your picture, pictures with hashtag AR15podcast. Please follow us on Facebook um, at, you know, AR, search for us at AR15podcast to be able to find us. Again, we enjoy seeing the pictures of your builds. Uh, gives us ideas, gives us things to talk about. And please remember to check out the other shows on the Firearms Radio Network to help fill and your other firearms itches. Uh, and again, please don't forget to use our Brownells affiliate link for all your AR-15 parts. Um, and for everything else, please remember to use the Amazon affiliate link available at firearmsradio.tv slash Amazon. And uh, while we're at it, adamkraut.com. We are endorsing, supporting, pushing uh, for his uh, election <laughs> to the NRA board. Uh, visit Adam, K-R-A-U-T, adamkraut.com. Excellent. Well, gentlemen, we will get back with you very soon. And listeners, we hope that this show has been informative as you go out and do some Christmas shopping. Uh, Please be safe. Everybody have a good week, and we will see you again real soon. This has been a production of the Firearms Radio Network. 
You can find more information at firearmsradio.tv. 